So there are three results of encountering God. I, I, I read something from Dwayne McCray, and I, I loved it. It's a scripture I know, but I'm enjoying it, and I thank God. And I believe you'll be blessed. In Genesis 32, 24 to 32. And like I said, today we are going to examine the transformation that position us for Christian service. We've been talking about ministry. We've been speaking about mission. We have been taught about evangelism. Because we are in this world, we are going to work for the Lord. And the Bible says we should work while it is still day. Amen? For the night is coming when no one can work. So thank God he has given us the day. It is always important to appreciate the regeneration that takes place when we encounter God. It was an encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus that transformed Paul, who was a persecutor. Paul was a persecutor. He was persecuting the church. He was persecuting the Christians. And everybody feared him. But when he met Jesus, amen, <laughs> praise the Lord, when he met Jesus, he was never the same man. His life, he got a turn around. Until some believers were saying when they were being sent to him, they were saying, is he not the one who has been persecuting? They didn't know the man had got to, he had met Jesus, and the man had been transformed. And none of us can meet with Jesus face to face and remain the same, amen? We have to be transformed, and that is how I got changed. I, I usually say, I, I, because of the growing up and the many things which were going on, I have given my testimony many times, but I had, part of the things I had was anger. You know, I was an angry person. I could, I would not take no for an answer. You could not step on my fingers. We had to sort out. And of course, I was stronger than I am. Age has caught up. You know, I was ready. And I know one time my mom told me, please don't be fighting with men because I could fight with them. I can't believe I am the one who doesn't. Praise the Lord. So anyway, I thank God he came into my life and changed me. And I thank God that one day, Somebody came to test. By the way, for me to be changed, I prayed, especially for anger, I prayed and fasted about it. I acknowledged it was not good because you really want to please God. Don't you want, who doesn't want to please God here? I have done psychology. I know some people who said, I don't want to, to ever be, my, like, uh, to be like my dad. My dad did A, B, C, D. My mom did A, B, C, D. I don't want to be like them when you are growing up. When you grew up, the step they walked on, because it is a spirit, it followed you. And the same things you said you don't want to do. Some were drunkards. They said they don't want to drink like their fathers. They went back to the same thing. Some were living in sin. You did it because you do not, you did not acknowledge. One of the things I knew and I said, I disconnected. I usually tell my family, you know, I thank God. I disconnected myself with the family. 
And I'm saying, the curse reaches there. Amen? Where I'm coming from. It's not that they did not have money, not that they were not comfortable. But the things which were happening around were not good. So I had to disconnect myself with them. Amen? So I think, like I see Paul did here, Paul was transformed, the persecutor of the church. And today, we are reading a lot of books from who? Paul. And that is the only thing Jesus does in us. When he comes into our lives, he completely changes us. So there's a man called Jacob. And I know you have read the story about Jacob in, some, uh, in Genesis 32, or like the, somebody calls it the book of the beginnings. Genesis 32. The three, there are things which happened in the life of Jacob when he met with God. Three things happened in his life. It changed his identity. That means it also produced a different walk. Changed the understanding of God. That means he acknowledged the majesty and the power of who God is. He acknowledged and then it changed the understanding of himself. He acknowledged that he had limitations and he, he the, the need to fully depend on God because without God, we cannot make it. He acknowledged he had those faults. So Jacob was preparing to meet his brother in Genesis 32. Possibly we can read the scripture together. You can put Genesis 32, 24 to 32. All of us, we read the Bible together. I'm sure we shall be blessed, okay? Let's read all of us. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the daybreak. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint, as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go, unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Peniel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrunk, which is the, on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrunk. Amen? <laughs> Something happened, even physical. Meaning, even our walk will change, and our talk. We shall not be talking the same. We shall not be the annoyed people we shall not be the people who are ready to fight. So J Jacob was changing. And I like the scripture in Hosea, Hosea 12.4. Jacob was, uh, as he was preparing to meet his brother, there's a scripture there, but I will not read it. 
but he sent first the flock. He sent the wife he did not love so much. He sent his children, her children. He sent, you know, until he was left alone, you know. And when he was left alone, we have read he wrestled with man. Physical, he came. This encounter with God gave Jacob a new identity. That is the time Jacob got a, a new name because he became Israel. Jacob meant supplanter or a deceiver or a con. See, there are many people, even us, we are coming from backgrounds where we have done many things. Some of us have gone to witchcraft. And some of us could be wearing that thing we were given there sometimes. I, I will never forget one time Bishop was told by one of the members, you know, the thing I am doing is to protect my family. It's not to, de to destroy them. So there are some people who are still holding to their cultures and traditions that you have to have kakitu, yakukuchunga. You have not given God fully the reason to reign and rule over your life. But Israel, that is why Jacob's name was changed from a supplanter to Israel. Receiving a new name which indicates a new identity. Jacob was, wasn't the first person to receive a new name from God, nor would he be the last. Abraham, Abraham became Abraham, yeah? Sarai became Sarah. Simon became Peter. When we believe in Jesus, we receive a new identity. We shall no longer, we, are, we no, no longer are defined by our sins, but are now defined by our relationships with Christ. And that is why we are called Christians. Cindy, we have gotten a new name. Not the woman who drinks and fights in the neighborhood. Not the person who does and do many things. We have been given a new name. The new name which is a Christian. Therefore, we should, uh, because that is what the Bible says in Second uh, Corinthians 5, 17. We can read it, all of us, or say memory verse. Memory verse, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all has become new. So whenever anything which is old comes, can we tell ourselves, by the way, all things have become, uh, passed away? Sindio, I'm walking in the newness of life. The anger and the shouting, I can only shout it to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Not to be fighting in my house, not to be das doing things and throwing stuff. My voice will be for the glory of God. Amen? So, because we have become new. Then the man said, your name will no longer be called what? Jacob, but Israel. And the Israel, Jacob was a man who was panicking. I hope those notes are there. From, he was delivered from panic to a prayerful man. Genesis 32, 1 to 21. He became a prayerful man. He became a man of prayer. From struggle 
to surrender. He acknowledged, I can do nothing. You know, the Bible is very clear. By myself, I can do nothing. You know, when we acknowledge we are nothing, what we are, even the beauty you are having, the things you own, it's not because you really deserve. It's the grace of God. Amen? Everything about our lives is the grace of God. Amen? So may God help us to walk in humility, to walk in the newness of life, knowing that it is God who has done it for us. So he was delivered from fear to fellowship. He re-acknowledged God, and now God became a friend. He, became, he is mentioned many times. This encounter changed Jacob's understanding of God. So in this passage, we see God was a, as a personal and interested in us as individuals. God is really interested in us. God, he is concerned by the way we walk. God is, by the way, he loves us. You know, like we are told so many times, he doesn't need to ask anybody our address. He knows where you live. He's very concerned, even about the sacred sin. He sees it, and he knows it, and he's still telling you, please, get out of this. This sin will destroy you. This sin will kill you, because that is what the devil does. He has come just to kill, to destroy. That is the work of the enemy. He steals, he destroys, he does everything. So God has, is very interested in us. Jacob did not wrestle with an idea or a concept. Did you hear it was, like it was an idea? It was, and it was not a concept. It was not something in his mind. It was physical. And he wrestled the whole night. He struggled with the man, whoever the man was. So he wrestled with an actual being. Someone with personality and intentionality. God was not in some far distant land, but was right there face to face with him. Involved in the real life of Jacob, God is engaged and involved in his creation. He is interested. He, God, Jacob knew God would hear him and answer his prayer. And God has answered us, our prayers. We have gone through trouble in this land, yeah? And in the nations of the world. We have gone through trouble. People have buried families. Until a time came, you are almost saying, you bury your dead. You know, people have been having many issues. You feel like, let everybody deal with their own issues. We can't be able to cope. Because if I'm going to give here, I'm going to give there, I can't even make it. So may God remember mercy. But we thank God that he has delivered us. I remember the issue of COVID. The way they said in Africa, they will die in millions. And some people got body bags. And I hear some counties, they wanted to buy land to bury people because they will not have a place. But God. Amen? Don't we have God? Oh my goodness, when I think of the God of Africa, I feel like dancing and saying, God, I thank you 
that you protected us, that you have kept us. And like saying, like somebody said, thank God we are still here. Amen? Because time has not come. And none of us is going before their time. We would only go because we have finished our, our responsibility down here. Amen? So unless and, and until we are done, we are still here. And so we give God the glory. We give God the honor. We know it is about God. It's not about us. Amen? So Jacob recounted God's promises and faithfulness. And he honestly reconfessed his fear and desperate need. He acknowledged the fear and the need. Believers do not pray to inform God. We do not pray to inform God what is he doesn't know. God knows everything. But do you know he has given us a, a responsibility to pray without ceasing? Can you imagine? Pray without ceasing. In trouble, we have not been told not to pray. In trouble, we pray. In joy, we pray. It doesn't matter what is happening in our lives, we pray. And then the Bible tells us to rejoice evermore. Oh my goodness, even now, you ask God even when things are like this. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Amen? And that is our Father. And so I want to rejoice in my God. I want to praise him. I want to tell him he is worthy. So we do not pray to tell God what is happening. We are people who go to God in prayer like needy people, humbly acknowledging God's greatness and asking him for what we lack. What we lack in our own strength. Because there are so many things we lack. What a joy to know that when we cry out to God, he hears and acts on our behalf. Isn't, isn't that good? God always comes. We have prayed and we have seen prayers answered. And we are not giving up. Our God is on the throne. In the middle of this encounter, the mystery of God is also seen. God chose to keep his name concealed from Jacob. God chose. I'm not going to tell you what my name is. He is beyond our ability to fully know and understand. And we need to embrace the reality that we shall never be able to say, you know, I know God fully. He has given us a responsibility. Can you remember the children of Israel were told every morning, go and collect what? Manna. Enough for the day. Don't keep for tomorrow. Because the moment they kept it for tomorrow, it became what? Worms, yeah? And God knows that we need him moment by moment, day by day, every moment we need you. And that is why I love the song, I need you. I need you. Every hour, I need you. Amen? God needs to become our lifeline. We need to know him as our father. We need to know him as our redeemer. We need to know him as the one who can provide and who will be there with us. Amen? Number three, this encounter changed Jacob's understanding of himself. <laughs> Jacob also acknowledged, you know, he never gave up. 
that night, he wrestled with the man. He got hold of him. He give, the, what, the, this was giving him a new and different kind of confidence because of wrestling the whole night. And that is why we are not going to give up. Our prayers might not be answered today, but even tomorrow, God is going to answer our prayer. Amen? Because he is the one who has promised. Call unto me, and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things. I will reveal those things which you have never known or heard. God is going to do it for us. But we have to keep pursuing. We have to keep pursuing because that is what God desires of us. We have to pursue our God until we get what we want. I want to live with him. Nothing better than being with God is the greatest thing. Nothing of this world can satisfy me like the singer sang. Nothing, nothing in this world will ever, ever satisfy me. So this confidence was tied to God's promises. Sparing Jacob's life for a purpose that went beyond him. He also came to understand his limits. Jacob left that much with a permanent limb. You know, permanent limb. This would be a daily reminder of their, this encounter of God's grace and God's superior power. God is powerful. God is able. God is doing great things. And nobody can challenge our God. There's nothing called impossible with our Father. Things might look like they are not working. He might not answer us today the way we want. The problem is we have a way we want him to answer. We are almost telling him, God, you know, you do this at this time, or else I have another solution. God does not play those games. God wants us to hold on. Amen? God wants us to pursue him. God wants us to become what he has told us. Wrestle with God until he has answered us. We are not going to give up. Jacob obtained a new name and a new walk. When we encounter Jesus about, uh, upon salvation, we too are given a new identity with a new walk. We also have a new walk. Even in the offices, we are not the same people. Wherever you will be, people might come. I, I, I did not finish my testimony. One time, one, uh, one guy came to the office. He was much older. And he started telling me, now you with this salvation of yours, you will never even get married. You will stay there with Jesus until when you are old, you will come and tell us to marry you as the fourth wife. You know he talked many things. An old man. But do you know the test I had, the test was to watch over my lip, how I answer. When he finished, he asked me, you don't get angry? Oh, oh, by the time I said like that, he was hitting the door because I wanted to tell him I know who has sent him. You know, there's an enemy and the devil wants to prove and God wants us to stand so that we shall not be the same people who can answer. Okay? So when you acknowledge your issue, deal with it. If it is that anger, deal with it. 
mpaka mdomo yako inakuwa like what uh, somebody tells people if somebody comes with anger weka maji kwa mdomo usijibu si ndio kama ni lazima uongee si unasikia hiyo mdomo god is able to control god is able to control let's watch over what we are saying and what we are doing so sometimes let people look at you and wonder become a wonder to many I never forget somebody who came and told me, Mrs. Kamau, please forgive me. That was, I didn't know what was happening. And he was a man. He's asking for forgiveness. I have no idea. And the man was crying. What am I forgiving him? I have no idea. So I never said anything. And I thank God because the Bible is very clear. Even when was this Nani was pursuing Jacob, aliambiwa na God, don't tell him anything good or, sindio? So when you don't even know what to answer, why don't you keep quiet? Sindio? Ebu watu wakushangae, wanashindwa wengine, wanashindwa, huyu ni mpumbafu ama ni nini mbaya? Sindio? Just keep quiet. Tell God to give you the wisdom of what to do and they walk away and wonder what is wrong with this one so god is so faithful god is so faithful let us grow in the things of god so god jacob intentionally prayed god's command and promised back to him we need to learn to repeat the promises in god's word take the word of god repeat it Tell it to yourself, which is truer than our fears or our doubts. No matter what we are walking through, the Bible is very clear that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort. You know, and you tell yourself, and no, that time, you are shaking. That time you are going through trouble. That time you are feeling, I'm so afraid. But tell yourself, God is there with me. And the beauty is, God is so big, I don't need to do anything. God is able even to do like what we usually read sometimes, that uh, somebody was going to ask God, but Jesus, but you have told us you will never leave us. But I, this time I just saw two, two prints of feet and he was wondering why did you leave me and Jesus told him you know what that time you could not even walk so I had carried you so the ones the footprints you are seeing are mine Jesus is still doing the same we just need to hang on there we need to look at him we need to tell him our fears. We need to tell him our weaknesses. We need to tell him I cannot make it. This family of mine, unless you take it, I can't do it. So you take it to him. You know, <laughs> I am doing a, a, a very good, uh, I have been in a very good program, which was uh, uh, about Ecclesia. And the Ecclesia, this man, Silvoso, he's telling us, open the door. Go to the door with your husband or your wife, if you are believers. Tell Jesus, Jesus, come in this house. Come, take control of every situation. Literally go and open the door. I know we have been having Jesus in our house, but when trouble comes, 
Can you go and tell Jesus ingia kwa hii mboma? Chukua hii mashida. Mimi siwezani nayo. Sindio? Tawara. Tawara kwa kila bedroom, kwa kila room, kwa kitchen, ingia huko. Na Yesu akiingia anatawala. Amen. Because Ecclesia is the church of Jesus Christ is the body and all of us are called to be the Ecclesia that we walk in this journey being the children of God. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you when God comes in that house, when God takes control of your life, everything will be changed. So Jacob recognized he had no right to God's blessing and acknowledged God's blessings despite his moral standing. God has just blessed him, not because he's a good man, not because he deserves it. God answers prayer because of his mercy, not our worthiness. We need to declare our total dependency on God. Amen? We need to declare our total dependence. Those things which look so difficult, those situations, the sicknesses and the illness which has come, and the enemy seems to be taking the upper hand. Let, it, uh, let us take over and give it to God and tell him, God, I have no solution. You know, there are things which make you so annoyed. There are sicknesses and diseases, and we have sometimes friends and people who are going through difficulties, and we feel so mad about it, and there's nothing we can do, but we can take it to Jesus. Amen? We can take our friends to Jesus for total dependency on him. Jacob recounted God's undeserved kindness and faithfulness. That is in uh, uh, Genesis 32, 10b. He saw the faithfulness of God to him. A thankful heart always strengthens our faith. Having a thankful heart, be thankful. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God concerning us. Let us give thanks to the Lord. And when it is, looks like, God, we are giving you thanks for what now? Look at this. God, we are still giving you thanks. Amen? Because uh, like somebody says, that is the password which God uses. It's the one which is the best thing. In fact, it is some version of the Bible which says, uh, uh, gratitude is the password of God's blessing. God will come in your situation. So let's learn to give thanks, no matter what the things are, what, no matter what is going on in our lives. So I thank for, uh, uh, recounting God's record of faithfulness gives confidence in present and future struggles. When we are grateful, it doesn't matter. Today's struggles, tomorrow's, we know for sure God is with us. Amen? It doesn't matter. God is, will be there and we will have resolved the issues. Jacob recounted God's undeserved kindness. Oh, oh, I, I repeat myself there. Spiritual growth comes when a believer surrenders to the Holy Spirit's conviction of sin and steps out in specific steps of faith and obedience. Let us get out and walk in faith and obedience. God lovingly and intentionally allows situations 
that require us to acknowledge our need for him. Can you imagine he has allowed? There's nothing which comes our way. It's the Bible which tells me all things work together for good. All. It has not said some things. The Bible says all things work together for good to them, those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So if it is everything, no matter what is happening, it is for good. God is there with us and he will show us. Daily life provides regular opportunities to trust God and obey God in new and deeper ways. God usually uses difficulty and even pain to move us to overcome our self-sufficiency. Amen? Many times we are saying, you know, for me, I have everything I need. What do I need from? Anybody. Cindy? And sometimes we feel we have everything. But to our shame, like somebody was mentioning uh, somebody who had everything, somebody who was so wealthy, but he was put down by a sickness. And we have seen it also in Kenya. I don't know, uh, you said it was Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs said, uh, was said to have had billions upon billions, but he could not enjoy that money. That's why I'm saying, depending on God, depending on God, that he can allow us to enjoy our food and deal with that food so that that food does not stay there. Are you aware also when you eat and it stays there is a trouble? Cindy, it's a problem. So when we see God has given us food and has given us a chance and the digestive uh, digestion takes place, in a good way, it is the doing of God, okay? Our joys teach us to trust his goodness in new ways. Our struggles lead us to depend on God in fresh ways, amen? Our joys teach us to trust in, in God, his goodness in new ways. But our pain or our struggle leads us to depend to him in fresh ways. May God help us. May God help us. And I think I'm going to welcome the bishop to take over and make a conclusion. God bless you. Yeah. Let's appreciate this time goes so quickly. Many times one doesn't even finish their notes, but I think that's a wonderful, wonderful message. And we appreciate Mama for bringing us this wonderful, wonderful message. Points are very, very important thing that we all need to appreciate in the transformation. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob. Your name shall no longer. You see, it's only God who has authority to make such a declaration. Do you know none of us has the capacity to change anyone? One of the human predicament is that you cannot be able to change even your own child. You can't change your spouse. You can only change yourself. But God can make a declaration that can change everything about you.
you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. What a statement. The name Jacob means supplanter, like my wife has reminded us, or deceiver. And now Jacob's identity is changed after wrestling with the man. And of course, this wrestling is with God, and it's not just man, whom Hosea identified as the angel, according to Hosea 12, verse 4. Jacob receives the new name, Israel. Israel means prince with God. Prince with God. He's, you know, he strives with God and his life is preserved. The Bible shows us that a genuine encounter with God will profoundly change our identity. It is only possible to find out who we are and develop a reliable self-image after we had had a personal encounter with God. There is no encounter with God that will leave you the same. You'll be a different person. Hallelujah. Now the question is, as we come to the close of this service today, have you encountered him? Because if you have encountered him, then the change will be evident. Amen? If you have encountered with God, your walk will be different. Because you walk according to the new identity. You will get a realization of how you honor God with everything that you have. And you get an understanding that there is nothing that is your own. Everything we have, we have received. And if you recognize that there is nothing you have that you have not received, then you would have no problem giving. Because you have received, and therefore you can also do what? It's just the gospel, like the gospel we preach, we say, freely we have received, freely we give. Freely we give. Understanding who God is. God is everywhere present. God is all-powerful. Everywhere present, all-knowing, and all-powerful. That's the understanding we need to have of God. Because that's who he is. Then we understand ourselves and we recognize that we can only depend on him. We have no power, no strength of our own. We depend on him. What an account. The question is, do you have a new identity? Do you have a new walk? Do you recognize who God is? And do you recognize who you are? One of the worst states of any person is to be so full of themselves that they get to a place where they think they can challenge God. 
God does not take a challenge from a human being sitting down. Yes. You just need, but God is so patient until you, the, until you fill the cup and you encounter what Nebuchadnezzar discovered after he had, he was so full of himself until he made this big image. And he said everybody must do what? Must bow. And he was talking about his wealth, talking about what? Until God said, okay, enough is enough. Yeah? And where was he sent? To the field. What did he feed on? Yeah. And since, what was so amazing about this account is that nobody really wanted you to take that position when he was eating the grass. It's not the way people grab, you know, like the way the people, you know, we want this person out so that we can sit there. Now, God had removed him, but nobody wanted to do what? Until he came back. And he made a declaration because he had a new understanding of God and an understanding of himself. And he said, all the nations of the earth are reputed as nothing. Yes. And God does what he will in the council of heaven and among the children of men. And no one can ask him, what doest thou? That is my God. And this is your God. He rules. He rules over all. That is why we should not be anxious. He tells us be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication. Make your request known. And the peace of God. That surpasses all understanding. Will guard your heart. And guard your mind. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us recognize that. Why don't you stand on our feet at this time? Recognizing that recognizing the need of him. Recognizing that we cannot do without him. Recognizing that he is the God of all flesh. And nothing is too difficult for him. He changed Jacob. Hallelujah. He touched me. He changed me. He made me whole. And that's what he desires. Every head is bound as we come to the close of this service. I want to ask you a very, very direct question wherever you watch this. And even in this sanctuary, have you encountered him? Is there evidence of a change in your life? And if you are here and you are saying, Bishop, before we close the service, I want prayer. I have never encountered him. I cannot talk about a change that is real. And this is your prayer. Just lift up your hand where you are. We're going to pray for you. Have you encountered him? Would you desire to encounter him? It can happen today. Are you here today and you are saying, 
I need a richer understanding of God. Because a richer understanding of God can only give you a richer understanding of yourself. Because God and man are, are very far. And anything we are, we only become because of him and associated with him. Do you want a richer understanding? If you're watching this on television, you're saying, Bishop, pray for me. I want a salvation. I want you to say this prayer. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, this day, I've heard your word. And I want to acknowledge my life does not reflect an encounter with you. But from this day, I invite you to engage with me so that you change me to make me after your likeness. Thank you for calling me to yourself. From this day, I am born again. I've received your son, Jesus, in my soul. In Jesus' name. If you made this prayer, immediately please take your phone and communicate back to us. We appreciate because we have invited you and some of you have communicated back. And we'll do everything we can to give you follow-up so that you can continue to grow in faith. Maybe in this place and you are troubled in your heart. There are things that are troubling. There are things that are, you're feeling a degree of not just disappointment but discouragement. And you are in the right place because you are in church. And you say, I want to encounter the power of God. I want God to change my circumstances. If that is your desire, lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. This is the invitation I make. People who need God. You are where you are saying, unless God intervened for me, I feel a degree of dis discouragement. and dis you know, I, I appreciate those hands that are going up. You know that this, this is the praise. This is an altar where God's name is raised. Thank you for that hand. Any other people who are raising hand? Thank you for those hands that are going up. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know the conditions of the men and women who are raising their hands in this sanctuary, saying they need your intervention. They're going through situations that sometimes they cannot even be able to explain. But we thank you for your great love towards them and the hope that you give them the hope that sustains them. Thank you because you are the God that delivers. And if any one of them be sick in body, commensurate with the anointing you have allowed me to carry as another shepherd of this congregation, I declare their healing in the name of Jesus. I pray that they will experience your power that brings healing and they will glorify your name. We worship you and we honor you because we pray trusting in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us celebrate the goodness of the Lord. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Let us celebrate the goodness of the Lord.